A lot of queer people choose to express their gender and sexual nonconformity through their hair. From the classic image of a butch lesbian to genderqueer folk, both masculine and feminine of center. Uh, my name is Diana. I am 19 years old. I'm a second year student here at IU. And uh, I identify as a cisgendered woman who is also queer and asexual or asexual spectrum. And uh, I have had non-traditionally feminine hair for about two years now. When I talked to Diana, her hair was a faded purple, and she had an undercut, kind of. I'm actually currently growing out an undercut, which is a pretty typical, like, um, I, I hate to say, like, queer haircut, but a lot of queer people tend to yeah. gravitate towards, like, the longer on top and the shorter on the sides. I'm actually growing that out from the summer. Before Diana reached this stage of queer, alternative lifestyle hair, she went through high school with naturally brown, mermaid-length hair. Because I felt that, like that was uh, something that like I like should do, that's what something people should strive for. So I think that that was more of like like how I interpreted people wanted me to be, rather than like how I wanted to be. And then cutting it off was definitely like a liberation for me. As for hair color, Diana started dyeing her hair conventionally before moving on to green, white, rainbow, and the purple hair she has now. When I met her a year ago, she had pink hair. Each time I dye my hair, it lasts roughly a month or two, uh, just depending on like what, what my finances are like and how long the dye stays in my hair and all kinds of stuff like that. So it varies a little bit from color to color. I do it completely myself. So I, I you know, I own the bleach and I, I go and I get the hair dye myself. And I sometimes a friend will help me like with spots I can't see or like like I'll do a I'll help you dye your hair if you help me dye my hair kind of thing. Um, but typically, yeah, it's just a one woman show. That hair dyeing reciprocity goes to show hair's importance to queer community. I asked Diana if she ever recognizes other queer people by their hair, whether they have undercuts like I do or crazy colors like she does. There's almost sort of like an extra respect there for people. So like if I see like people who are very obviously like because they're very obviously queer people or they very obviously have like interesting hair or just interesting things physically about them in general, I feel sort of like a more of a connection to them because I also like express that in my identity and the way that I present myself. And so there's almost like a camaraderie about like people, even if I don't know the people, just sort of like a, like a I see you kind of thing. It's, it's nice. Diana said that her hair helps her feel more like herself. It's just one part of how she expresses her identity to the world, and she sees it changing as she does. I definitely see myself like for the for the future, like continuing to have short hair, but like how I choose to present that short hair may change depending on how my identities change. So like for example, my professional identity may affect how I dye my hair and things like that. Um, just you know, in terms of looking forward. If we look way forward, do you imagine yourself as a blue-haired? grandmother maybe i could see that i could be like a, a cool like a cool grandma <laughs> the music for the story was created by poddington bear with a creative commons attribution non-commercial international license for american student radio in bloomington i'm katherine de la rosa